0: What's up, Conroe? This is Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey Dlg, and with me, as usual, is little brother Nico. That's me. All right, what's going on, buddy? How are you?
1: Uh, not well.
0: No? No. You dying? Yep. Finally, <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. I've been I've been losing twenty dollars a month on a on a life insurance policy for you <laughs> for like three years.
1: <laughs> you put life insurance on me for yourself.
0: You're worth seventy five hundred dollars to me dead. All
1: right, fair enough. I'm gonna be rich. <laughs> That's more money than I have right now. So, it looks like you got it. It's more
0: money than I have right now. So, we're winning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this looks like a double win. That's
0: right. I'll put a sh- I'll put your face and name on a shirt. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah, go. Put,
1: pick like a really bad picture though.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. Totally. You're going to be holding like a red cup and it's going to be like he was the party. Right, yeah. It's going to be great. <laughs> so red solo cup. Oh, yeah, right. right. I'll have to Photoshop it, because I've, I've never even seen you hold a red solo cup. Hasn't happened once. So, you know, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yeah, man. So, it's kind of just, uh, it's been a crazy week in sports. Oh, just a little bit. Just a little bit? Yeah. You actually got a sports prediction, right? I did. I want to give you full credit for that. Yes. Um. Victory is mine, you, and I shall <laughs> ride this to the end. You you looked dangerously cl- You have no idea how dangerously close you looked for me calling you. Uh, game five was, I believe, like that Thursday and like laughing at you. Right. Um, so, for those who don't know, he, uh, young brother Nico, correctly predicted the winner of the Golden State Warriors Toronto Raptors series. I did. Um, now, it wound up ha- going to six and it wound up taking yet another injury to happen. Um, but you did correctly say. Eventually, Toronto Raptors would win the series. Yep. Um, I also, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm going to give myself the credit where, where, where I also said that coming into the playoffs, I didn't believe Golden State would win again. You uh, did say that. I I thought the Rockets would be the one to take them out. I didn't think they would get to the finals. I just didn't believe that the team would win. I didn't. First of all, I didn't believe they would make five finals appearances in a row. That is a huge accomplishment. So full right, credit yeah. to that. Then I didn't believe they would win. Four and five years, a third in a row. I, I said that's it's just all too much. All of it is just too much. And sure enough, this playoffs has been their n- most injury-filled playoffs. Yeah, and it's just been a it's it, it. This has been like the most disastrous playoff for the Golden State Warriors that they've ever had to deal with, and. Gosh. I saw some people who were like, this is going to have an asterisk. Actually, even Joey Savage said that. This this will be the asterisk playoff championship for the Raptors. Uh, And to one extent, it is a true statement. The Houston Rockets won back-to-back titles in the 90s. -hmm. It was, however, the year and a half that Michael Jordan was not playing basketball. The the Chicago Bulls won the three before that and the three after that. Uh, So to some people, they're like, well, Michael Jordan gave you those two. What they forget is that Michael Jordan was in the playoffs that second year. The Chicago Bulls made the playoffs, and he was on the team, and he played, and they lost. Um, people don't want to—they don't want to talk about that.
1: They don't want to admit that. They're like, "Well, Michael Jordan gave you that one for that one year." It's like, "Yeah, we won two, and it's yeah. like, "Should <laughs> have." Right. There were there were
0: two, and he did play. This, he actually came back midway through the second season, and so he had the chance to play his way into shape, or whatever anyone wants to say. He played the playoffs. They lost. They lost to the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic beat Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Um, and then we swept the Magic. So, as a Houston Rockets fan, I don't really feel uh, all that concerned about their asterisk giving. No. And if you're if you're a Cleveland Cavalier fan, you remind people that the first Golden State title came at the expense of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love being hurt. And when they were healthy, the very next season, LeBron James and those guys won. Yep. So there's a narrative to every championship. There's a story to every championship.
1: Right. Not every, again, not every victory is won by one person.
0: No. And and, and to be fair, any team who loses in the final, every, listen, in the NBA, it's less so. Now in the NFL, every year there's about 12 teams who should legitimately feel like they could win a Super Bowl. Uh, and so each of them will tell a story about what happened to their season as their season goes. Oh, well, our quarterback got hurt or, oh, well, you know, uh, that, that crazy pass interference penalty they didn't call. Like whatever it is, everyone will have that thing where they're like, this is why we didn't win. Uh, and in the NBA, it's, it's not as many teams. It's like five teams. Um, but it's the same concept. And Golden State was one of those teams who circled this year and was like, we should be able to win this year. And then, um, the first thing that happened is you know DeMarcus Cousins in the first round goes out with a with a leg injury and people are like oh my god that just completely derailed his career uh, it looks like he's going to be fine he actually played a little bit in the finals uh, he wasn't great he was a little roughed up but he was already moving around and looking pretty good so he can play he, he he'll be he'll be back and healthy and ready for next season he'll make some money this year in the off season Um, the, one of the other things is Kevin Durant then against the Rockets, uh, gets a calf strain. Now we, as the Rockets, we had been saying for an entire year that we took them to seven games and Chris Paul got hurt in the sixth game. And if Chris Paul had been healthy, that we would have won game seven and we would be in the West, in the, uh, conference in the championship round last year. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Not only did it not happen, nah. We should nah. Nothing. Nah. Uh, as a Houston Rockets fan, what I say to the city of Houston is never, ever, 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 ever talk about the narrative of, well, if Chris Ball had been healthy. No, that's not the case because when Kevin Durant went down, that was our our team was healthy, and their team wasn't. And Andre Iguodala was banged up, and there was other stuff going on. Looney was banged up. And we didn't win. Nope. We didn't win. So, right there. Throw it out. Boom. Conversation's over. It's never going to be relevant again. Because we got the injury gift back, and we failed. Um, they go into this ch- uh, conference uh, championship, or the actual finals, though, against Toronto, and all of a sudden, I mean... Klay Thompson in game, in actually game six, he blows his knee out into uh, the first quarter, I think. And it's frustrating for them. It's upsetting. Uh, KD goes out also. And so, I think KD went out game five. And so, at this point, it's just Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> because Andre Iguodala is banged up but playing. Looney is banged up but playing. And then it's just a bunch of guys on the bench. But the team is so thin at that point. They've already lost so many people, and they're the people who are taking up the most salary cap. So all of a sudden, there's nothing you could do. But if you're Toronto, it's still your job to win it. Right. It's still your job to get out there and actually finish and and succeed and accomplish it. And so they did that, and kudos to them. Congratulations to them for that. I mean... Toronto was the most mentally weak team that was in the playoffs, I felt like. Uh, especially by the time he gets to the finals and it's them or the Warriors. At that point, I really was like, okay, well, I guess the Warriors win it, and I'm just wrong. Uh, but then I was wrong one more time, and the, war- and the Warriors lost it. Uh, the Raptors, though, you know, they're just not known for their... They've been mentally weak, so it was a nice surprise. Uh, that being said, I still think Kawhi Leonard leaps.
1: He got his he got his ring. He's gonna go.
0: Listen, here's the thing. It, this 100 percent cements the concept that Kiwi, uh Kyrie, uh, Kyrie, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. I was combining him and Kyrie Irving because I wanted to get to him too. That Kawhi Leonard is hands down the person every team needs to sign this offseason. So if I'm him, now granted, here's the thing. In the NBA, the, the beauty of it is you already know what the number is. It's called a max contract. He literally will get the maximum allowable value no matter where he goes. Um, the most money is still there in Toronto, but the reality is I don't think he has any interest in staying in Toronto. I think he has zero interest because I think to him the most appealing part of this now is he gets to literally go and have every team tell him how great he is.
1: Right. Just won a championship against the Golden State Warriors. Right. He dethroned the Warriors.
0: Single handedly. Not a lot of people get to make that argument, and even really he doesn't he I mean, it's it's a team sport, but he gets to tell people he single
1: handedly dethroned the Warriors. That's pretty impressive. That's gonna be a little bit on his calling card. They're gonna be like, oh, what are we gonna offer him well, maximum? All right.
0: Well, and the thing is, is now There's literally no other way around it, right? Like, whereas before the people were making a list and it's subjective and it's, well, this guy's better than this guy and that guy's up there. This is my top five. And, yeah, these are the five best, but, you know, they're this order or that order or whatever, whatever. Well, now there's no conversation. Right now, there is no one better than Kawhi Leonard in the NBA. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) There's no one better than Kawhi Leonard in the NBA. Not even, not even LeBron James. Uh, n- no, because LeBron James is <coughs> 34 now, and he actually missed the playoffs for the first time in his career, and he had his first actual long finger quote long injury. He missed three weeks. That's the longest he's missed at all of any of any time. Oh my God, are you dying? I am. That's You're making it. some excellent radio while you do it. Oh, God. Thanks for that. So. I mean, no. I mean, yeah, it's definitely Kawhi Leonard is right now. I mean. He's bu- the he's the now man. <laughs> right. Most people probably would have said uh, Kevin Durant,
1: but he just. Just injured himself.
0: Well, his, so Achilles is. It's
1: di- not. It's not quick to recover from. It,
0: it takes a year. It takes a full year. The reality is more than likely. Many people are like, oh, no one's ever the same when they come back from that. So
1: the conversation about Kevin Durant is different. S- now it's. Now it's. We'll check back in a year. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, although apparently
0: uh, every team who was after him before is still after him. N- still. No one has uh, no one's wavering on that. Interesting. When we come back, we're going to jump into kind of the NBA free agency. And then a little bit later today, we're going to talk about Women's World Cup. It started right now. U.S. is playing Sweden. We're going to talk strategy. I'm going to make you the manager of a national team. All right. I'm ready. You're going to get a promotion. I'm not ready. We got more NerdTuck Sports coming your way. Stay tuned. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. This is Nerd Thug Sports. Nico, uh, why don't you tell everybody about uh, our friends over there at Cox ATA.
1: Cox ATA, they got two convenient locations, one in Magnolia, one in Conroe. Uh, It's the summertime. Got to get the summer body, right? Get yourself into shape. get summer fit. Yeah, get summer fit. Uh, Look summer good. Right, yeah. Also, the kids are out of school. They got nothing to do. They're going to be around the house. All that energy, what are you going to do? The children. Think Think of the the children. children. Uh... Bring them down to Cox ATA. They got wonderful programs that uh, with a variety of things you can do. You got Taekwondo. You got Tiny Tigers for the Little Ones. You got Self-Defense, Tai Chi. There's tons of things that you can do. Get some discipline. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. You get two entire free weeks of training. Two whole weeks. Two entire weeks. Two full weeks of training. Boom. To really get a head start. Get to know the people. Fall get, in love
0: with the program.
1: Fall in love with all the different things that they I'm offer there. Fall in love
0: there. with Cox ATA.
1: It's, a, it's really a wonderful place. Uh, check them out. They build leaders. They teach life skills. They leave.
0: A legacy. That's Cox ATA.
1: There's two wonderful locations there. Make sure you
0: check those guys out. We tag them in Facebook on everything. Uh, this is 104.5, 106.1. That it is. And uh, as always, go to Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio or NerdThugRadio.com. This is Corey DLG, and with me, as usual, is little brother Nico, and you are listening to Nerd Thug Sports. You are. Uh, was that twelve minutes? Was that feels like that was the whole segment. Yeah, we're done. Now.
1: That's it. Okay, we're wrapping up the show for the day.
0: And we're out of here, guys. See you on vacation. Man, it'd be cool to take a vacation. So right. I, I read about those in a book one time.
1: Yeah, you don't get those anymore.
0: No, no, I don't. I don't. I uh, if if one of you guys isn't messing with the schedule, I literally am. So we talked about it at the very beginning of the years that I was on the books for. One hundred and fifty-six shows. <laughs> I was scheduled to be in one hundred and fifty-six shows at the beginning of the year. Good job. Um, I'm I'm probably still on pace for a solid one hundred and twenty-ish at least. Um, and the the only ones that are that are gone are literally you guys canceling stuff. Right. That's nothing <laughs> to do with you. Uh, rain, sleet, or hell, sick, dead, or alive, I am on the radio. Uh, <laughs> is that a bonus or a detriment? I mean, it's it's neutral the whole way. Like, it doesn't get any better, but it doesn't get much worse. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, you'd think I'd be better at this by now, but right. I'm definitely not. Uh, Just s- do it 100,000 more times. Oh, God. Yeah, We like got to get to episode like 1,000. What is it? Like
0: you don't master something until you have like 1,000 a, a hours of practice or whatever? Something like that. But after three years, we've got to be pretty close to that. We were doing I two hours a week. Yeah. For two years, so that's two hundred hours just there. Yeah, and then this year a third show. We're
1: getting, we're getting, we're getting up uh, there. We're getting close. We're getting up there.
0: Um, another six years, five years, and then we'll have a thousand hours on our belt.
1: Right. That's yeah. too much time. Thousand hours, five hundred episodes, something like that.
0: I uh, I had someone on the uh, on the internet
1: one time in a Twitter fight where they were like, well, "What do
0: you who you, like What do you even do?" And I was like, "Well, I'm on the radio and I write and I do these other things." And They were like, "You're not on the radio." And I was like, "No, I'm on the FM radio. Like that's I'm on three hours a week." And they were like, oh, "I know people who were on longer than that in college." And it's like, "Okay, well in college they give it away. Like it's part right, of the program. Yeah. Like, right? You have to be on the mic longer than that to graduate from college. Like that's how that works." Um, they didn't get that. They were just like, "That's not okay. Well, how many hours are you on the radio?" <laughs> right. I hate the internet sometimes. It's it's a sad
1: but beautiful place.
0: Uh, we'll get to the women's national team next segment because I do want to talk about that because there's a lot going on with them. Their They're having a, is, their game is started. Their game is on right now. They're running around the field right now kicking balls. Um but I I saw someone's tweet the other day that I also had to correct. They were like it's really infuriating that they keep calling it the women's world cup. I'm just gonna call it the World Cup. It's not like there's anything else going on. And I was like, there's Concacaf and there's the under twenty World Cup going on right now. <laughs> there's a reason they call it the Women's World Someone Cup. Someone, uh, I then was like, wait till she finds out what the W and WNBA stands for. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I am, I am not, I am the ally. I am a friend of all of these causes and things, but I'm also a person with common sense. You have to call it the Women's World Cup because there's another World Cup happening right now. The Under's twenty, the Under twenties World Cup is happening right, right now, now. Uh, and then also the Conquer Cup is going on. So like, there's a ton of soccer going on right now. So if you just say, "Did you see something?" You'll have to say where you saw it. It's you're gonna have to be a little more specific <laughs> yeah. than that, right? Uh, yeah. So NBA right now. Shredding it just with free agency, shredding it. It has been crazy. Um, Anthony Davis uh, has now been traded to the Lakers. It's not official yet. There's a lot of weird, complicated stuff going on with this. It's it's funny. Okay, so remember how I keep telling and explaining to you how the NBA has to make the rules to protect the
1: teams from themselves, right? Because they're also they trade themselves into a pit and never recover into oblivion. They'll become
0: the Knicks. Um, poor the Knicks listen the Rockets had to beat them for the first title and it was a seven game series. they haven't been good since so it's, oh, no it's only been almost 30 years. whoops um, so there's a lot of complications to this trade and I think these are the fascinating things about the NBA the basic the basics of this trade are the Lakers gave up essentially everyone that, that anybody thinks of is, is of any value plus three first round picks to get Anthony Davis. Uh, they, however, kept their best young player. They had a core of Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, and everyone said those three guys are a really good young group of guys. Probably at least one of them will be great. Two of them will be okay. Is the general assessment. One of the three that everyone disagrees on which one it is, but one of the three will probably be great, and the other two will probably be eh, they're not bad. Um, the general consensus has started to develop. So Brandon Ingram started having blood clot issues, which as I've told you before with Chris Bosh can completely derail a career. Now the first time it's treatable, but if you have a reoccurrence of blood clots, all of the NBA doctors at that point will say you're a liability because now they don't know if it'll just keep happening. Right. So that being said, um, and then also Lonzo Ball can't score. Like, he's a great pass-first point guard, but he has zero scoring ability. Um, that makes Kyle Kuzma the best of the three of them. And some people put Hart in that group, too. But uh, So, there, there are four young players there. Some some liked all four, most liked three. At this point, Kuzma's the best of the, th- of the three. He's still a Laker. So, um,
1: so you kept your best young guy.
0: Kept your best young guy, have LeBron James, and now you have Anthony Davis. There is not another team in the NBA this season as of yet, who will have two top five players. So the Lakers, with only f- four people on the roster, if this trade was official right now, are in a good spots, sort of. They still need to find eight more players. They still need people. They, they they still need bodies, but um, this is where it gets weird. So if they do the trade right now, Anthony Davis is entitled to a $4 million trade kicker. Um, he can choose to waive that or demand it. Um, or waive it, or it's automatic, I should say, not demand it. It's automatic, but he can waive it. If he chooses to waive it, and the trade doesn't happen until July 31st, post-draft, the Lakers will have 30 plus million in cap room and be able to sign one more max contract free agent. If the deal goes through before that, anytime before that, The Lakers will have about 23 and some change if he waves it 27 and some change. Which isn't enough for a max player, but it's plenty of cap room to bring in more people. No one knows what's going to happen. No one knows if New Orleans is willing to wait or not wait. Hmm. Because the Lakers didn't properly negotiate the trade. Oh, no. They could have just agreed in principle to all of this. And then said, we'll do these things. So, it's... They're giving them the fourth pick in this draft. They're doing a... If the if the pick in 2021 is a top 8 or top 12, I don't remember which, the Lakers uh, or the Pelicans get it. If not, if it's outside the top 8 or 12, the Pelicans don't want it. They'll just take whatever the, the pick is the following year automatically. Um... Then there's a swap, and then there's another unprotected pick. But that last pick is like 2022, 2023, something like that.
1: Real far. Real
0: far. But so they have the ability to swap once, and then if it's a high enough, if it's a worthwhile pick, they can have the other one in two years. But again, the picks have to be spread out because you can't trade your future away, like we've talked about. Right. You can't be like, I'll give you my next 28 rounds. Right. And so when this thing was announced, There were lots of people who were like, oh, the Lakers gave up everything. And I was like, they gave up nothing. They gave up nothing. Because three young players, great, maybe maybe five years from now, one of them is Anthony Davis. But they get Anthony Davis right now. And then on top of that, New Orleans is already looking to trade the fourth pick. So it's not even a pick that they're going to keep. Because they have the number one pick. They're going to take Zion Williamson no matter what. So they want to turn the fourth pick into either more picks or another player. So if they're already shopping things that they got in this trade, how great was this trade? Right. Meh. 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 Also, uh, neither the Lakers nor the Pelicans were in the playoffs this year. So now for LeBron James, he was hurt, and Anthony Davis, they actually set him down when they thought they were going to trade him at the trade deadline. So for those two, it's not really their fault, but the rest of these two rosters are two non-playoff teams
1: combine them in any combination
0: you want it doesn't matter.
1: You can mix <laughs> Man, this, this Pelicans team with Four Lakers. <laughs> right. Man,
0: this non-playoff team and this non-playoff team just got together and they made another non-playoff team. Amazing. With 7 draft picks over the next 8 years. Great. Great. Seven extra draft picks. Great. Like what congratulations. Now I don't know what you like I don't know what you can hope to get out of. You know what you know what I would do if I'm trading Anthony Davis. I would just want picks. That's it. I don't, want, I don't want your players. I don't want anything. If we got to find seven other teams to get involved and you send the players there and I get first-round picks from everybody, fine. Then I have 13 first-round picks over the next four drafts or something, and then I just move those around as, as I see fit. It, because there's no other point. But Brandon Ingram might be great or he might get a blood clot tomorrow.
1: Uh, right, he could have blood caught to be completely unusable by the weekend.
0: Right. By the time the season starts, you don't know which of these guys is going to be worth your while. Lonzo Ball, there's some people who love it. I, I don't. Here's, here's what happens. Boston won a bunch of trades a few years ago. This was their year, if you remember. It was Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, and all these young people that they've been drafting. and Everyone was so excited. Al Horford just opted out. Gordon Hayward didn't perform to the level of his money. And Kyrie Irving is opting out. Now they're just stuck with a couple. They have three draft picks in this draft, and that's it. After that, they're out of all these things. They weren't even in the conference finals. So sad. And they're getting way worse this offseason. They're losing key players. Al Horford has led the Celtics in blocks and assists for the last three years in a row. And he just opted out of $30 million. I'm good. So, all these trades for all these draft picks and all these assets, great. Now you've got a young team that just got worse by losing its good old players. Whoops. So, like with these trades when everyone's like, oh, the Lakers gave up. No, 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 no. Listen, if you don't get the guy in the... If if one team is trading the guy and one team is trading stuff, get the guy. Don't be the team holding the bag of other things at the end of the trade going, we won. No, you didn't.
1: You got a bunch of things. You got a
0: bunch of things, and those things are already things they're trying to move around. When this is all said and done, this could be a four-team trade with this pick going to this guy and that guy going to there, and the Lakers still get Anthony Davis. Perfect. <laughs> so, like, it just doesn't it doesn't work like that. Uh, we're gonna jump out here when we come back. We got we're gonna talk some women's national team, and then we got some other fun sports stuff happening. This is Nerd Thug Sports. It's summer, and if there's one thing that people know in Texas, is air conditioning is very important. If they're having any issues or want to have their unit serviced or try to save money getting their unit serviced, one option to call is Faruja Mechanical. Faruja Mechanical has been serving Houston and the surrounding areas since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, planned maintenance, and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the planned maintenance, which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements, and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours. Interested parties should call 281-259-3367, 281-259-3367, For Mechanical, 281-259-3367.
1: Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well, and I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio.
0: Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports. This is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That's me. You're alive?
1: I'm still I'm still here. Okay, good,
0: good, good. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to tell you guys about The Adventure Begins on 1488. Uh, the Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more, is an awesome and exciting place. Uh, well lit, clean, family friendly, great staff. It's a fun place to go. They're right up there in Conroe, right up there at Old Conroe Road in 1488. And they've got a lot of events going on, so I'm going to tell you about some of them right now. they got Friday Night Magic, starts at 7 p.m. It's a sealed standard tournament, and they got a grab bag special going on where you're guaranteed one Magic the Gathering Walker deck plus a pack of 100 Dragon Shields, and you'll have five minutes to negotiate with fellow participants to swap your decks if you don't like the one you get. And after that, it's game on. There's prizes, there's Magic the Gathering promo cards for all winners. Um... There's a Nicole Bolas Pop for first prize plus store credit. $15 for first, $10 for second, and 5 for third. That's going to be this Friday. Saturday, um, founder of Hack and Slash Games, Robert Shofcom, is going to be debuting his new game, Ophidian Arena. Uh, he's going to be demoing it right there Saturday from 2 to 5 p.m. Also on Saturday, it's officially Tapped's grand opening. Tapped is next door to The Adventure Begins. It's a lovely little... Uh, pub experience. And they're going to be doing a bunch of uh, stuff with the beer vendors and brewery giveaways and stuff like that. And Adventure Begins is going to be participating, so they want to mention that. Get out there, have a good time on Saturday with those guys. And Sunday, it's uh, the Semi-Monthly Adventurers League. 4 to 8 Uh, p.m. D&D goes down after the adventure begins. D&D goes down.
1: Down.
0: In the DMs. No. Down under? No.
1: Is no. Australia?
0: Anyway, that's The Adventure Begins right there on 1488 on Old Conroe Road. Make sure you get out there. Let them know. Um, I got my pool box all set up. I, I actually, I believe we've passed the date. I need to double check that, but I believe we've passed the date. Oh, no. So, if you have not gotten one, you better make a blood oath to Bill and see if you can get in there and get one, because I don't know. I, I, if I remember correctly, the date is passed now. Oh, no. So. That's the adventure begins right there on 1488 at Old Conroe Road. They're going to have my copies of House of X and Powers of X when they come out. Ooh, fancy. Next month. I'm so excited about that book. Marvel is like, they're promising that this is. They're giving you what you want. This is the next big thing. I don't even know what I want. Like, I'm just stoked because like. I'm just
1: excited to be here.
0: <laughs> it's an honor to be nominated. Uh, Jonathan Hickman's just such a big deal. And so when he's like, yeah, I'm going to try something different with these guys. What? Okay. I'm in. Uh, so let's talk some uh soccer. Uh, European the, football.
1: The the world sport. The
0: world's sports. Um The world's except the United States uh, sport. Yeah, well, and really except, like more people watch cricket than like typical soccer matches. Though the World Cup is bigger. Yeah. The World Cup is like the most viewed sporting event in the entire world. And this is women's, so it's not the same thing, but it is what it is. Right. Women's World Cup, which by the way, US dominates.
1: Oh yeah. We're the best we're the best in that <laughs> in that division.
0: Okay. So we've been crushing it and there's been all this kind of Hullabaloo. Just obnoxious stuff. And some of it is fair and some of it's unfair. We're gonna try and get through and kind of decipher what's fair and unfair, but before we do that, it's um right now the game against Sweden is going on. Right now.
1: As of this current moment.
0: As as of as of this instant. If you were to turn us off, which you should never do, ever, and turned on your TV while you were driving, you would be seeing U.S. Women's America versus Sweden. Um, there's a lot on this game though. This is the last of the qualifying round. And because of the draw, because of the layout, it actually looks like an easier path for Sweden or to come in second in our group. Yeah. It's the more open path is what they're saying. The harder teams are bracketing against first place in our group. Just the way everyone else's game's all laid out and played out. So there are actually people saying it's in the US women's team's best interest to, to lose this game. To lose this game, to come in second in the group.
1: So they can have an easier
0: So they can have an easier rest of the tournament. Correct. Because this seeds the tournament for the actual Women's World Cup. And what people are saying is, we're already definitely in, and what they're suggesting is lose to Sweden and take the easier path to the championship game. Or we just take one and go through everybody. So here's, so, so uh, how do you feel about that? Before we get any further, how do you feel about that? The concept of losing, uh, of, of, of trying to move things on purpose by participation.
1: Uh, I don't think it's necessarily wrong, but I th- it really depends on what you want to do, like as a team. Because if you're, if you're, ju- if it's just like one person, if it's just me, and it's like, well, I want to, like, uh, like the, r- it's so much easier if I just lose this first game. Do and then, you, and do you take think, the
0: do you think there's anything to the idea that you are representing a country though?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I just want to win.
0: Okay, I was actually going to go the other way and be like. Does it make a does it make the United States look bad if you lose on purpose? Yeah, you think so? Yeah, but you don't care because it puts you in the championship.
1: Eh, it's hard to say because it's 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 that fine line where it's like if you take the short if you take that if you do take that path it's so much easier to get to like the ending but like also
0: so is that a fair criticism then like let's say they lose on purpose let's say they go out there and they lose we we won't. There's no way, to, like, I don't know what it would look like for them to lose on purpose,
1: right? Like, right.
0: Do they go out there and just not play a goalie?
1: No, like it'd be like it'd be like they they push them the whole game, and then at the very end they give up like a very sloppy end goal that they. They're like, oh, no, we lost
0: 1-0. So I've been watching the U.S. women's play, and honestly, they've been hyper-aggressive. Oh,
1: they're, just, they're uh, monsters. Hy-
0: Not only the 13-0 game against Thailand. That was real bad. But when they played Chile, they, they, they were laying it on. It was 3-0, and there's like 12 minutes left in the game, and we were just steady attacking. We were shots on goal, shots on goal, shots on goal, shots on goal. From top of the box, we're crossing in front of the box. We are still trying to score with 10 minutes left against Chile in game three of the qualifiers. Uh, Chile's goalkeeper actually looked g- great that last half because it, it, there were about four shots on goal that were gorgeous. It should have it could have been, if it was seven Oh, it wouldn't have there, I wouldn't have even been mad if I was Chile. Cause I'd be like, yeah, that last one was a curl. That was crazy. There was one that was kind of tucked between the goalpost and the defender and the goalkeeper still made like crazy one handed leaping, uh, like deflection. Dive. Yeah. And it, like, when they show the replay, you realize how tight the shot is and how hard the goalkeeper had to track it because the, the player's, like, attacking the wide side of the goal, so the goalkeeper has to stay true, and then she curls it in.
1: Like, it, like she, like, tucks it into this corner.
0: Right. And so, the, you know, everyone's shifting the direction she's running at because that's what you do, and so then once the defender gave enough space, she curls it inside of the defender at the goal, and it, you're talking about a really narrow shot, but it's, it's a shot that goes in if the goalkeeper doesn't deflect it. So it would have been one of those top five like sports center plays for the week, uh, but the goalkeeper gets it. So what what I'm getting at there is the U.S. has been hyper-aggressive. It's hard for me to, to accept that they would then be like, man, here's the next element to this. Sweden is who knocked them out of the 2016 World Championships. Oh,
1: there's going to be some heat behind this then.
0: And that being said, it was the earliest international defeat in a tournament in like twenty years or something like that. The U.S. women's
1: yeah, because the, US women's, the women's, U.S. women's teams is insanely powerful. We've just been dominating. Yeah. So that being said, it's the only game the America's is good at apparently. Well, women's see. soccer <laughs>
0: internationally. I mean, well, I mean, we created sports. I mean, we're nailing baseball. Um, <laughs>
1: we don't count baseball. <laughs> but, that We call ourselves the world champions. We only compete here.
0: <laughs> no, we actually started a whole world game where we beat everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we invite all the countries to come lose to us. Um, but that being said, do you think that that then adds any... Is that another ingredient to the should they, shouldn't they lose?
1: Oh, yeah. They definitely shouldn't lose here.
0: Okay. So now now with that an in ingredient, you now say... Under no condition would you accept a loss to Sweden. No. Even though it hurts us zero. It actually helps us to lose. Helps us to lose. Doesn't matter. Don't want to lose. Okay. All right. Okay. I like that answer because I kind of agree with it. I got like... Because it's a nationals thing, like it's an international women's... Like we're representing countries and stuff. It almost adds this other flair to it. Now let's get to the other thing. The big pink elephant in the room. People who don't know enough about sports... Or criticizing, like, the celebrations and the run-ups and the and the high scores and stuff. They just don't know enough about
1: soccer, right? Right. No, it's 100%. Because, like, a, like goal, ga- goal aggregate is one of the important of the things in seeding and tie-breaking.
0: For the World Cup. Right. So, when you're playing Thailand, it's actually a bigger insult to everyone involved, including your group, to stop scoring. Right. Like, it's 1-0 and you're just on their half of the field and you take... Two more shots on goal all day. Right. That's an insult. Right. Plus you're not helping yourself any.
1: No. It's 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 disrespectful to not do your best. Right. And if your best is thirteen oh, you take that.
0: So occasionally
1: I do want to separate this part of it. It's not sexist though, the
0: complaints. Because some people also make the same complaint sometimes in football or in basketball when the score gets run up. Seattle beats Oakland thirty four to zero. And someone goes, man, those last two touchdowns in the fourth quarter were, were hell Mary's Like, they're long balls. Like, that's kind of disrespectful. They should have ran it out or knelt it out. And it's like, I'm sorry, is the defense paid? Are they professionals? Right. Why didn't
1: they stop it? This happened in the World Cup um, a few years ago. Germany beat Brazil 7-0. Right. And absolutely just crushed them. Where were the complaints then? Where were the complaints that Germany was being too harsh on the sad little Brazilians? Right, And
0: and... Do you know why there were no complaints? Because everywhere, Brazil is known as, like, the home of modern competitive soccer. So then everyone's like, well, someone beat the Brazilian 7-0. That's just an accomplishment. Right. That's just amazing. So it's even more of a disrespect to Thailand to be like, why are you picking on them? Um, and th- so it's. I want to separate the sexism of that argument from the ignorance of the argument. Because it is an ignorant argument. It absolutely is. The goal aggregate matters. And on top of that, it's international competition between nations right yeah. there is no let up the whole goal is to go out there and do as best as you can that's the highest compliment you pay you 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 pay is by playing as hard as possible right. um but there was com- I, I think the complaint about the celebration started to feel sexist though because they the second game they did like golf claps and stuff and I thought that was the women kind of pointing out like, is this what you wanted to see? Like, is this polite enough for you? And I think that was brilliant. But then when people complained about that, I think that is when. Oh, yeah. That's, that's when the ear, the, the like the, the like the red, the red anger of sexism kind of showed up. And all of a sudden people were like,
1: they're just being disrespectful now. Well, yeah,
0: because you were talking mess and you don't know what you're talking about.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You want to put your nose in something you don't understand. Yeah.
0: Feel free to learn about soccer and care about soccer. More than three months out of the out of four years, and we'll be more than happy to hear you right. talk about it. Exactly. All soccer wants is fans. And, and so, like, it's silly when people are like, oh, this shouldn't have done that.
1: It's like, well, I'm sorry, you, were you watching soccer last year? How about right. the year before? How yeah. about the year before? Where were you then? Where were you last World Cup?
0: Nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere.
1: No, and the, the
0: U.S. men's wasn't anywhere, and there wasn't he's enough complaint about that
1: there wasn't no yeah there was no nearly enough complaining about the fact that the US didn't even make the world didn't cup didn't even represent uh, on ESPN
0: there's a show that I love pardon the interruption and Tony Kornheiser plays this game in soccer it's he compares the populations of the two countries to decide if it's an upset or not so if they're larger than the other one by population then of course they should win and he he says it being funny but then also every once in a while he explains it in a serious manner where he's like well they have more people so statistically they should just have more better athletes Right. So, like, if the island nation of the Philippines with its few people loses to an island nation or to, like, a nation of Australia, that doesn't make sense because there are a lot more people in Australia. So, there should be enough good soccer players to be able to beat the Philippines. Wait, so, it's not... So, all we had to do was tie. All we had to do was tie and didn't do it. Um, and so, there is that embarrassment to it. But I, I, I'm excited. I think they're going to win. I hope they beat Sweden. I hope they lay it on them. I hope, like, I hope by the time we get off the air... There's still, like, 20 minutes of game left, and it's, like, 9-0. Um, I hope, and I hope they do celebration, like, elaborate three-minute celebrations where they simulate a roller coaster and, like, do photo booths and, like, exchange shoes. I hope they take their shoes off and swap them with someone else on the team to celebrate a goal. That's how much I hope they rub it in their faces. Uh, when, we ju- when we jump out here, when we come back, we got one more segment of Nerd Thug Sports coming y'all's way. Stick around. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd. Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe. This is the last and final segment of Nerd Thug Sports on this gorgeous Thursday. Is it though? You're welcome, Conroe. Is it gorgeous? You're welcome, Conroe. Uh, this is 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. It's Be sure true. To check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug radio. Uh, And then also go to www.nerdthugradio.com. Check out cyberpunks.com. I write for them. I just had a review come out on Sports Map Houston. I also write for them. I do a wrestling report. I do all kinds of fun stuff with them. Are you plugging all your writing? I mean, listen, I hear I got a microphone. I mean, yeah. Where are they going?
1: Right. Feel free to sponsor my tour to Japan. I'm just kidding.
0: I mean, listen, I would pay good money to send you out of this country. Permanently. And never come back. (laughs) Never come back. You want to go to Guam? Like, I could probably afford to send you to Guam.
1: I mean, maybe? <laughs> One way, though. I don't know how to feel about Guam. One way. I have to work my way. <laughs> I have to go to a separate <laughs> country, make enough money to come back home. <laughs> That's a reality show. There you go. That is a reality show. Going they home, you, they, starring Nico DLG. Right. They just they, they take you, they give you a suitcase, they give you a one-way ticket to a country, and you have to come back.
0: You have to earn your way back? You know what would be the greatest? Just put you all the way down to the very bottom tip of South America and just see if you could get it to Canada. Right. Right. And then just, like, for however long it takes, like, season
1: 19 of Nico. <laughs> season 27 stuck in the Panamanian jungles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> going Home starring Nico DLG. I think it would be brilliant. I don't know where i
1: going. Why are you camera crews here? They're not going to freaking help me. So many like, times you're just crying <laughs> to the producer. Just
0: do something. And
1: they're like, "Uh, nah. mm, keep rolling." <laughs> all right, we'll they talk have, about. have like trailers, and like, I'm not allowed inside.
0: <laughs> well, okay, all right. So obviously we're on a tangent here, but naked and afraid. Think about that. Naked and afraid. They're they're not given food. They're made to take off their clothes. They're given one tool. And they're filmed. They give them a camera to like do to document stuff, but they're also filmed with a producer and a camera crew who shoot them. Those people have somewhere they go during the night, safe and air conditioned, and they also keep food with them.
1: Yeah, that's just checked. <laughs> I always think it's funny when the people be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this," and then like day, day three and no, they're like they're like night one, and they're like, "I'm cold and I stepped on a thorn and my feet hurt." <laughs>
0: It's so cold right now, I didn't expect that the one that the one that blows my mind is when they don't like when they're not willing to cuddle for warmth, and it's like the show is naked and afraid it's gonna be weird, but don't die right like if I walk up and my partner's like, listen, I don't want you to touch me i'm 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 happily married, and it would be weird to lay with you naked. I would just kill her right there. it's a one person show the rest of the way I'd be like okay well good luck on your own deuces kick her down a sand dune and never look back (laughs) sand dune just
1: (laughs) I'll
0: be like what was the item you brought a magnifying glass bye bye (laughs) I'm good right or just take it and then leave her
1: yoink bye
0: yeah what am I I
1: mean what are you a barbarian
0: yeah I am at that point because apparently so is she I'm going to hoard my own body heat and not share it with you on the show, Naked and Afraid. Like, the whole point is to work together to survive. Like, I'm sorry, for the next 30 days, we're stuck together.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if she shows up and she's like, not playing the game right, okay, well then I don't need you. <laughs> like, what are you going to do for me? <laughs> All right. Talking about being hot and uncomfortable outside, let me tell you about our friends, Feruja Mechanical. It's summer, and if there's one thing that's obvious in Texas, you're not going without any air conditioning in this heat. So if your old outdated system isn't keeping up, or if you would like it serviced for the summer, the trusted name to call is Ferrugia Mechanical. Ferrugia Mechanical has been servicing Houston and the surrounding areas since 1959, and they specialize in heating and cooling repair, system replacements, replacements, plan maintenance and indoor air quality. Make sure to ask about buying the plan maintenance which comes with two tune-ups, 15% off repairs or replacements and a guaranteed appointment within 24 hours, all for the low price of 179 for the first system and 129 for each additional system after that. So call 281-259-3367. 281-259-3367. That's Ferugia Mechanical. Call them at 281-259-3367
1: today. Houston is the most air-conditioned place on the planet. Uh, it
0: should be. It sh- right now, we're standing on the surface of the sun. I don't understand. I don't know why we made a city here, first of all. It's so hot. It's, I, I, it's I, obvious we settled this place in the fall without knowing that the sun lands here for two months every year.
1: I went, I went grocery shopping today, and walking back to my car, I was sweating.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sweating. You walked
1: out of a store, you took
0: nine steps, and you said, that's it. That's it. It's over. <laughs> It's so hot. Tell my family I love them, and then you melted, and <laughs> no one ever found you. You drained away into the thing, and then that's it forever. I bet like ten people a year melt away. In Houston. Oh yeah, uh, for easy. sure. I in the summer I just assume the missing persons are all melted away. They just they, <laughs> they melted just, like snowmen. Right, that's it, just like the snowmen. Um. Okay, so we got a little bit of time here. There's there's the red and white elephant in the room that we also need to address. Two elephants today this the zoological show too uh chris paul and james harden are feuding oh no they don't like each other oh no they don't uh chris paul is a professional um and I'm not, I'm not saying james harden isn't but chris paul is like an old school professional he's hard on people he he knows a lot but the problem is he's starting to slow down so now a guy who's not as good as james harden is trying to tell james harden what to do he doesn't like it no one likes that.
1: No one likes that. It's like if I tell people how to lose weight. No, I would be mad about that. Yeah.
0: You're doing that wrong. Yeah, I bet I am, fatty. What do you know? <laughs> you don't know right. anything. Yeah. You're dumb and you're fat. Shut up. That that was actually my pep talk this morning. <laughs> to me.
1: To yourself? Um, Is this verbal abuse? Am I abusing it's myself? It's called self-esteem. It's called self-esteem. <laughs> Why are you relying on other people for that? That's right.
0: Um, but so the thing I don't, th- I, listen, there's, people have been all these hot takes all day. Uh, I don't think, it, I don't think it matters. No, I don't think that. it matters at all.
1: I don't think it matters.
0: Uh, the thing I'm more concerned about is that Mike D'Antoni hasn't gotten a contract extension yet. This is the last year of his deal. And in professional sports, head coaches don't like coaching on the last year of deals. They're called lame duck coaches. And a lot of them feel like it limits their ability to lead effectively because they only have one year left. I don't necessarily. But I don't necessarily agree with that because it's almost like them saying, like, the only reason I'm good at my job is because I know I'll be here a long time. And it's (laughs) like, well, can you be good at your job today? (laughs) Like, can, can we worry about tomorrow later? How about we do today right now? Um, so to me, I, I don't like the lame duck coach argument, but Mike D'Antoni has been nothing but incredibly successful here in Houston. Um, right. I love his offensive schemes. I've been a fan of his since the Phoenix suns days when he had Steve Nash and Stoudemire, uh, and Sean Marion and Joe Johnson. And basically he was like, you guys just shoot as much as you humanly can. I, I don't mind at all. He's the guy who single-handedly discovered Boris and Leandro Barbosa in the NBA. They were accomplished professionals overseas, but they were not getting time in Atlanta and in other places. They got major rotation minutes in Phoenix. They both went on to have long careers where they played. Uh, Boris Diao played in San Antonio and was awesome for them in their rotation. Uh, Mike D'Antoni knows what he's doing. Uh, That's all you really want in a head coach. That's desperately what you want. Also for us, we've been in the Western Conference Finals and then the Semifinals this year, but both years we lost to the one year we lose to the champ, the next year we lose to who is essentially the champ. Like, the Western the Western Conference representative is who beat us. Um, I'm not happy that uh, Tillman Furtada is, is, is being a little... I feel like he's being a little cheap. And the deal is, Mike D'Antoni wants a lot of money. He wants a lot of money because he's 67. He's got like three years left, he thinks, before he's done totally coaching. He wants... This is this is the payday time for him. Because he's never had that big successful run. Now granted, he's made like four or five million dollars a year for many years now in the NBA. But he's
1: He wants that last bit.
0: But right here, this is probably the most successful he's ever been. And this is the most that a team has ever fit what he's trying to do. So it's crazy it's crazy to want to run him off right here.
1: Yeah, I think it's just a little bit of that uh I'm not winning championships. I want a new one feeling sitting in.
0: I think, I think more of it is just that Like the talk is that everyone's unhappy with the way the chemistry is on the team right now. And well, so,
1: that's going to change soon enough come this trading season and this off season.
0: Well, it's going to change soon enough because now there's no one in front of us. No. Every, we are the best team right now in the West. So there's really, like, all we need to do is just shut up and play. If we make it through this season, and it's like the last two... We should make it just we, fine. We'll be the one seed, and we'll be in control of our own destiny, and we won't be worrying about a Golden State team. I, then it's on us. Now, if we if we lose in the, in the semis, or if we lose in the conference finals again... That's our fault. Now it's time to have that conversation. But this is the year that you can grab it. Because just like Toronto got nervous and scared and made some moves that it... Listen, the reason they won the championship isn't just because they got Kawhi Leonard. It's because of the trade deadline they made extra moves. They saw that they weren't close enough yet. But they could have kept their team as was and probably gotten back to the conference finals. Because LeBron was gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, not granted, they won, so it changes everything, and now the narrative will just be that Kawhi Leonard won them the title, and that's it. Kawhi that's is actually best player alive. What we said at the top of the show, and it is what people are going to say about this run. But you have to be—you have to remember that they also made more moves at the trade deadline. Um, but yeah, all we got to do is just stand pat, and we'll be all right. Uh, all that being said, I—you know what? Like, just turn off the Twitter machine. That's what I'm getting at, man. Turn off the Twitter machine. Make your own decisions. These, watch,
1: watch what you see.
0: These two guys just need to get on this just need to shut up and get on the same page, and just go play it out. Just give just, just one more basketball, just man. one more year. That's all we want. Plus, the two of them between the two, of them, we're making like eighty million of our of all of our money, right? <laughs> like we can't, like what, do, we can't do anything. We can't else.
1: Can't do anything else. So, like, please get along. <laughs> please just <laughs> please. do these. That's all I need. That's it,
0: man. Just try, try real hard for Houston. Uh, with that, we're gonna jump out of here. Everybody, have a great Thursday. Uh, nerd Thug Radio is coming back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Check uh, the podcast to drop at 6:01 p.m. for Little Brother Nico and myself. Same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel.